Wow. Uh, thank you. Um, that that bio connects with Amy's bio, so the 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 um, sharing stories part. Um, but I'm going to share my screen. Um, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to connect with some of you after afterwards. Uh, I, I know there's a time to do the breakout room, so we can kind of just go back and forth a little bit more. Um, but um, I uh, I know this is a, a little bit of a jarring image. Um, I think that's part of what I like about it. Um, and uh, my, um, you know, uh, Bill mentioned that you guys have been talking about um, evangelism, about witnessing. And so I wanted to kind of jump off of that topic and um, use it as a way to share a little bit about just some things I've been thinking about. Um, and I just sort of use these two phrases, to, uh, these two words together, cruciform witness. Um, uh, just, I think they paint a sort of provocative picture, um, sort of like this image for me. Um, and if anybody, by the way, if anybody knows who is by, I don't actually. So, you know, I know they have ways to like Google that these days. I'm not really exactly sure. So feel free if you know it, um, let me know. Um, but, uh, it's, it's a haunting picture for me. And, um, and I, Really, I've been reflecting on this idea of witnessing by embodying the hospitality of Jesus from the margins. And, you know, just again, sort of flipping things upside down, thinking of things in a, in a different way. Um, so let me just pray for us really quickly uh, before we jump in, look at a passage and then sort of share. share I want to share some thoughts on it. Um, Lord Jesus, um, may the beauty and ugliness of the cross never cease to um, unsettle us as well as um, entrance us and open us up to you and what you're doing in this world and how you are seeking to um, show us new ways forward to bear witness to your resurrection power. Um, and um, show your hospitality to others who do not, do not uh, proclaim your name yet. Um, so, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to just share. And will you bless this time? Will your spirit really fill it? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, yeah, this, uh, again, just really, for me, it's a really shocking picture. And, I, I mean, I don't know. I always come back to it. Um, but, uh yeah, so this, this, this sort of these two words, cruciform witness, is it, this, the, for me, it comes out of this passage. Um, and I'm not even really going to exegete it today, but I, but I want to kind of like let this being a jumping off starting point. Um, so it says, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, we have this treasure in jars of clay, right? That's us. To show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may, be, may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then, 
Death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, there's just so much going on in this passage. And again, I'm not trying to make a definitive take on it. And, and really, I'm not even mainly focusing on this passage today, um, just using this as a jumping off point. But, you know, a question that comes to my mind is, what does it really look like to, it's a very stark image, right? What does it look like to carry around in our bodies the death? of Jesus, right? Um, and I just get this picture of like that body that you saw on the cross, that really agonized um, body that Jesus, right? Um, being carried around by us. And how is it that in doing so, the life of Jesus, right? His resurrection power, the possibility of new creation, how does it that it breaks forth um, in our midst to um, bring life to others, right? And, and are we witnessing that? Is that something that we're seeing happen? And I, I, I hope uh, all of us have that desire, right? Um, you know, some of us, we get stuck in ruts for some reason. Sometimes we just don't necessarily see our lives um, sort of effectively, um, yeah, yeah, being, being good witnesses. Um, but, um, and for, for me, the question for me is, am I embodying this? I'm, I'm, as a neighbor um, in Kennington, community member in North Philadelphia, is this, is this uh, what I'm doing? Is this what's happening in my life? Um, really, I want to break down the, 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 this concept of embodying the hospitality of Jesus from the margins. I want to kind of take it as just two points. I know you're usually supposed to have three points, but I like breaking the rules. Um, two points for me. Um, so embodying the hospitality of Jesus. And this is, by the way, I've just been thinking about specifically Princeton, Princeton students. Uh, every time I have an opportunity, I don't get it very often to share at Princeton. I wanna speak pointedly to my, my former self, what I wish I would had heard, um, a specific message for me um, and the Princetonian, right? So embodying the hospitality of Jesus, you know, that, that's something I see in this passage, right? It's viscerally bodily, right? We are jars of clay. It's talking about carrying around in our bodies, not just in our minds, in our bodies, the, the death of Jesus, right? And I mean, I think we all know this, right? That Princeton is just so theoretical, right? I studied architecture, engineering, um, architecture. In other schools, they would study like actually how you actually do draw the, you know, draft, drafting skills, like actually model things. We never learned that. They always taught us this like highly philosophical stuff about like architecture. I don't know if anyone here is taking architecture classes. Um, if you have, let's talk afterwards. But Princeton was known to be extremely theoretical, right? Um, and uh, I, I believe that bearing witness in this, in, in this passage is trying to push us towards, you know, this skin in the game kind of embodying the, the hospitality of Jesus. Um, you know, I think, I think that there's holistic, this holistic nature to what it looks like. Um, you know, I think sometimes uh, Christians can get caught in, um, and it's an in-house conversation among Christians, right? It becomes kind of like some of these categories that nobody who's not a Christian really cares about, but it's like, okay, is it really about social justice or is it about evangelism? It's about, you know, caring for people's physical well-being or is it about their spiritual well-being? Is it, you know, 
some of these categories that we start to kind of imagine in our minds that are really just formal categories, right? Um, that don't carry much meaning for people out there, right? That we come in contact with. Um, I've, I, in my experience, I've come to see a lot of that is just kind of a, it's just an abstraction, right? Just ask Jesus when he's, you know, interacting with different people, right? In the gospels. Okay, at this moment, Jesus, are you, are you uh, exercising mercy ministry? Is this justice? Is this evangelism? What, what is this? I want to know precisely what this is, you know? And of course, we would recognize, no, Jesus, Jesus is doing it all at that moment, right? He is, he is ushering in his kingdom. And so sometimes I think that um, we need to just get back to simple things. What does it look like to get our skin in the game, right? In bearing witness to Jesus. And I wrote this, uh, this word, this, I took this um, phrase over here, what is justice? Because um, that was something when I was at Princeton, I was just kind of really wrestling with this. Now I look at it as a very, you know, theoretical question. And I'm glad I went through that phase of, have, of studying it and thinking deeply about it. Um, but in my day-to-day -day life now, I'm like, man, it does not matter, like, whether John Rawls's theory or like Nicholas Wolterstorff or, you know, Kant or whatever was more right about what is justice, right? I mean, again, I, I'm, got, I'm not making fun of it so much as like, I believe that God met me in that and used that in a way to sort of help me ask some questions that I need to ask about Jesus and his kingdom. But, um, but I'm glad that God kind of took me beyond that, right? Um, to actually wanting to embody, obey, and not just stay in this kind of theoretical space, right? Um, and I'm glad that Jesus took it beyond just ideas, right? Um, to embody the, um, the hospitality of God. So, so that's the first thing, right? Embodying the hospitality of Jesus. I think that it has to do with moving beyond theory and abstraction. Um, you know, um, how, do we, how do we measure if we're actually successfully showing the hospitality of Jesus? Um, you know, in the hospitality industry, uh, we, there's a sort of a standard way to do it, right? Do you, do you ask the hotel, yeah, they're doing a good job, right? Or, or I guess these days with the Airbnb, right? No, you don't, you, don't, you don't ask Airbnb about how they do hospitality. You ask the people who stay there, right? Um, and so here's the question we should ask ourselves. Is fill in the blank, okay, fill in the blank here with whatever group, all right? Whatever group that we as followers of Jesus are trying to show hospitality to or, or um, is this group or is this person experiencing the blessed blessing of Jesus through my presence, right? And if not, what can we learn from their feedback, right? And that's the best way, right? I mean, if a hotel, if, if an Airbnb host receives feedback that, man, this was terrible, like the key was supposed to be, you know, placed here and it wasn't there, you know, and it was just a bad experience, right? Um, they got to learn from that, um, you know, the, 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 the customer or, or the, the person staying there is always right, right? And, you know, I, I, I include some of these images on the side um, just as part of that, right? So um, this is a book I recently read, 25% right now, when, when you do the censuses, 25% of um, people in the United States would say they're in the nuns category, right? That's 
more than double of what it was a decade ago, right? And when I look at why, um, a lot of those people are people who are willing to be convinced about God, religion, you know? They're not, they're not the stubborn, they're not people that would say I'm, a, I'm an atheist, right? Um, and so you can, I think you all probably can imagine some of the reasons that um, get them stuck on not wanting to go to church or consider Christ, you know? And I'm convinced that we need to do a better job listening. We need to survey, survey the guests, um, survey those who, and not, not necessarily, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying this is what we need to do for evangelism, trying to go do surveys, but uh, we need to listen, right? Um, what, how are people receiving um, what we are saying or what we are seeking to show them? Do, are they experiencing Jesus' hospitality through us? Um, and, you know, just as a guest might stay at a hotel and, and the hotel may have done their best, some reason they still don't like the experience, right? Uh, what can we learn as followers of Jesus? Um, even in our fumbling attempts to love others, right? To show hospitality. You know, I include here, this is, I, I just Googled a picture of the LGBTQ center at Princeton. And um, I remember when I was on staff, I, I was actually a staff member at MANA, um, Christian Fellowship. I remember, you know, back then we were beginning to wrestle with LGBTQ questions and thinking about, man, what would it look like to better understand um, LGBTQ people. And we had the suggestion, like, what if we tried to reach out to the LGBTQ center and um, something, you know, like just ask a question, like, what does it look like to um, host conversations together, you know? Um, and even then, I mean, that was, not, that's, it's nothing like it is now when in our cultural conversations, right? Um, I imagine that's, you know, the perception of Christians as um, really homophobic or whatever, right, um, is only more in our, in our times. And so, and I'm not even trying to get into the debates and ethics and all those things. I'm sure you guys have had those conversations as a Christian fellowship. But um, yeah, what, what do people, are people experiencing the hospitality of Jesus? Can we survey our guests, right? So, so, that's, so that's this broad point of embodying the hospitality of Jesus. Um, um, I'm gonna move on to this. I think this is where I really wanna spend the bulk of my time, um, which is the second part, which I think the more radical idea, right? Which is from the margins. And so this, I know that COVID means that you guys are sort of non-traditional right now, but if I had advice from a Princeton grad, I would say, get out of the bubble, okay? And I think of the, the bubble as kind of like a reality distortion field um, uh, that gives this false sense of like a Disneyland um, in Princeton where um, it really, you know, I mean, you guys can describe how Princeton is really messed up and distorted and as a false picture of reality and really misshapes your picture of reality. I mean, you guys can add all this up. A couple of things that I want to add, okay? Um, I think that it's so hard when you're there not to have a picture of um, idolizing excellence and meritocracy and everything is just so perfectly organized. And, um, you know, you set your, your life up. I, I never heard about iBanking until 
Princeton, but my first week there on Frosh Week, I, I already knew all the names of the biggest iBanks and everything. You know, like there's something about that that it is a, is a reality distortion field, right? Um, and I think there's this overconfidence in our ability to go out there, become experts at whatever and change the world. And I think that it even makes us that when we interpret, we read a verse like this, right? Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. I think it makes us think of it as, well, I just wanna become the most excellent person in X, Y, Z. And that's how, um, when people see us Christians, they will see um, God, God through our excellence. And I don't think that's what that verse is about, right? I think we have to filter that verse through 1 Corinthians 2, which says, now many of you were, were excellent. You know, not many of you were much to look at. Um, you know, a friend here in Philadelphia likes to use the phrase. It's, it's kind of a facetious phrase, but he says, um, Jesus wants a radical mediocrity, right? Um, which again, you know, I, okay, we could debate that phrase. What is that even right? You know, we should do all things unto the Lord, glory of God, excellent, you know. But there's a point to his phrase in saying radical mediocrity um, in pushing against a culture of uh, perfectionism that, that is, um, it's a distorted, right? It's distorted. So we have, to, we have to move to the margins, get out of that bubble, all right? Um, and here's another thing I think. Um, if we wanna be, show the hospitality of Jesus, right? To be cruciform witnesses. I think we need to learn to be good guests, okay? We need to learn how to play the guest and not always have to play the host. And I, I, recently I've been really learning to love the stories of Jesus um, being hosted, right? Read through the gospels again and notice how Jesus, especially the gospel of Luke, hosted by Pharisees, you know, by the tax collectors. And um, I think it's very different. Here's a picture of evangelism that I've used before. I'm gonna confess, I don't, I don't really love this picture anymore, but I've used this picture before of um, when I was trying to describe evangelism of like, you know, I was walking around a room and just grabbing people's hand and say, hey, come with me, you know, come with me, let me show you. And then I would just kind of now have a chain of people, right? And then we would go around as a blob saying, hey, come, I wanna show you something, right? And there's truth to that. There's truth to that idea, right? Uh, you know, Nathaniel, right? Come and see. Um, but I just love this image down here, right? This blob tag picture. That blob is scary, right? That blob is, just look at that guy, the, the guy and that girl trying to run away or wheel away from the blob, right? Sometimes I think that in our eagerness to bear witness to Jesus, right? We, all, we always want people to come to us. We want people to attach to us, right? We want to assimilate people to our blob, our Christian blob, okay? I hope this analogy is working. Um, and I think that we need to be aware that's, that's sometimes how it can feel. Can we learn how to be guests, right? Sometimes maybe your best evangelism is not just inviting people to your group, to even to Friday night fellowship or whatever small groups. Maybe your best evangelism needs to be just being in other spaces, right? Committing to, to being a guest in other spaces. Um, 
And, uh, and lastly here, right? We need to move towards mutuality, mutuality interdependence. Um, I, I really love this, this phrase in James 2, um, where, where James says that, hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith, right? So could God be welcoming you to learn from the people at the margins, from the poor, um, anticipating that they have, they have greater faith? That their, their faith may, it may not look very sophisticated, now, may not be in fancy words, but could I see my need for interdependence with those that it's very hard for me to see that, right? You know, we like to think, this is the last image I'll use if I want to share a little bit personally. We like to think of, um, especially coming out of Princeton, like I'm going to be equipped with all these things to share with others. And uh, um, you, you guys know this game where you're, you're, you're standing on a chair, right? It's just one chair, you're standing on a chair. And, and the goal is to get as many people to join you on that chair as possible. So you have to like balance, you know, you, you, you like, you, you're holding onto each other and you try to like squeeze as many feet on that chair as possible, right? So, you know, I played that game once in China, like during a mission trip, it was like, you know, the kid fell and broke their teeth and it was a really messy thing. So kind of a dangerous game, but um, I think sometimes that's what we think about when it comes to witnessing, right? Everybody's out there, down there. But we Christians, we've got the secret. And we, we're up here. And we're elevating people up to our position. Right? And um, I think that, I don't think that's the right picture. Right? They have to join us on this chair, on this mountaintop. I think what we're in the valley. Right? And we're inviting people down to the foot of the cross. And we're learning interdependence um, with others. Even others that might look like they don't have anything to offer us. So that's kind of a segue for me into a little bit more personal sharing and then I'll shut up and kind of let my wife share a little bit. How's that? Um, you know, um, I would say, you know, the Lord brought me from working at Princeton in campus ministry with Mana to North Philadelphia, um, uh, a place that I didn't really have any skills for engaging, right? Um, and mostly uh, very, you know, it's just super impoverished community. And, um, and I've been involved in the in ministry in many different ways um, and uh, have seen God at work. It's, it's been really beautiful to see. Um, but one thing I re learned recently surrounding that whole idea of mutuality and interdependence, <clears throat> you know, after George Floyd, uh, there was just a lot of trash in our streets. That picture on the right kind of gave that picture a little bit of it um, because the trash trucks were busy cleaning up from after the looting, right? And um, <clears throat> we started kind of doing trash cleanup and it kind of became a whole ministry, just cleaning up the streets and um, meeting people, talking to and praying for drug dealers and um, just, yeah, just being out on the streets. And um and it's not something that I've really done before, right? I, I, like all other Philadelphians, would just complain about the trash. Um, but uh, in the process, we've met some community activists, um, some people of faith, some are not. And, um, but I just wanted to confess something that, you know, just even just this last month, right? In my eagerness, you know, I, I show, showing on the right, just uh, some trash cans that some neighbor kids on our block had helped kind of design. And, you know, we, we installed some trash cans 
um, with chains, you know, on some certain corners to help with the trash problem. But, you know, we'd seen success on this one corner. And so I was eager to help on another corner. And, uh, you know, we, inst- I, I just, just, you know, I got some friends had already donated some money. So I was just like, well, I just put these trash cans in and, um, and I did it. I, I just went and bought 10 trash cans, put them in. And you know what? I, I was too eager to fix the problem. And, you know, reasoning it's like, oh yeah, this is being a good witness too, because it's using our own money, all these things. But um, took the shortcut, right? Instead of doing things in a way of mutuality, interdependence, shared decision-making, I do it that way. And it, and it, ended, up, um, it ended up being something where um, certain local community activists, um, some of them who are open to faith, right? Open to Jesus, um, but maybe you need some more discipleship, right? Um, but that it really, I don't say it burned the bridge, but it, it, it really rubbed them the wrong way, right? And I had to, I had to humble myself, you know, I had to go to them and, you know, make good. And I'm still in the process of, of uh, showing that sort of, I play nice. <laughs> I'm still working on that, you know? Um, and, and, and so, you know, some of that I, I was sharing kind of in terms of like learning to bear witness to Jesus, right? Cruciform witness, right? Embodying the hospitality of Jesus from the margins um, is, is also stuff coming out of my own personal experience right now. Um, what does it look like to creatively um, see God's life come to others um, even as we try to um, carry around in ourselves the death of Christ. So those are just some of the things I'm, I'm thinking about right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd love to maybe just close out with a quick word of prayer um, before we transition to letting Amy share some more interesting stuff. It's okay. Uh, Lord Jesus, you know, um, learning to be, to bear witness to the just breathtaking reality that we have this um, power of God at work within our lives um, that's accessible to us. Um, it's, it's still something that we're, we're fumbling at. We're, we're, we're learning to do every day. Um, and we're eager to see that life uh, flow to others. We are eager to see others proclaim your name, um, to see them experience your hospitality, the same, same hospitality that we've experienced from you. And, um, but, but we need, we need you to teach us how to do so in the, along the way. Um, I pray that PCF can, um, can, uh, carry around in their bodies, the death of Christ so that the life of Christ may be manifest in others. Um, so we pray these things in Jesus name. Amen.